0: Welcome to the 3 to 10 Project. Two white cisgendered males who've been friends for over 25 years. Exploring race, gender, and education by talking through the intersection of our experiences with what we're reading, listening to, and thinking about. And most importantly, considering how to show up moving forward. It's a long term commitment, three to 10 years of anti racist culture building. I'm Mark. I'm Reed. Just a quick note on the name for this podcast Three to 10 Project has been borrowed from Resma Menicum. You can learn more about this idea and about Resma at the link shared in the podcast description. Let's get to it. Yep, and that's Mark's footsteps. Turns out he's a bit more coherent when he is running. Good morning. Cold, brisk morning for a run, huh? What is the temperature? What do you think?
1: Yeah, so I I think when I looked right before I came out. It was like 20 degrees, but felt like 15 or something like that. I don't know. It's it's supposedly windy, but I think it's at my back, or maybe it's just a lull. So I actually feel pretty good. Um, I broke out a windbreaker that I haven't worn in years and probably got about 10 years ago. Uh, It's still working. So, you know, right clothing this is fine and it's beautifully sunny so uh yeah it's fine how long's is the run? Um, the plan is 14 miles today hmm. uh so nice and easy 14 not, nothing fast but yep that's the plan we'll see Excellent. how it goes
0: yeah any are you are you well, coming to this conversation with uh something specific to to dive into? yeah sure
1: I, I do have a, an update. We've oh, talked a little bit about this offline, but it'd be good to maybe explore it a little bit. We, yeah, so it's this issue with the local school district that we've been kind of working on. By we, I mean, Jonna, my wife, and I, and, and, uh, and in some way, a group of maybe 40 or 50 community members, but very loosely, Um, although one, I guess part of the story is important is one of the people that we've connected with during this time of trying to push on the school district to just at a minimum recognize issues of racial justice. And ideally, begin to address them, you know, like take seriously the idea that even a school that's really overwhelmingly white can and should and must, a- address issues of racial justice. and And through this process, we got connected with someone who's a um, person of color. Whose kids had not great experiences at the schools, and he just never was able to get any traction, and so we've been kind of collaborating with him to some extent on this, on these processes. So the latest development was after John has continued to ask, like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing?" Kind of getting the, not kind of, but completely getting the runaround. Um, basically, like, we'll let you know when we're doing something. Uh, finally, the son, who's got to be a young man, probably in his 20s, of this guy we've been working with, wrote a very detailed, emotional, moving email to the school administration, school committee members, and so on. And I think it finally, that that was a pivotal moment. This all happened in the past week or so. Um, and so what also kind of transpired during that time was one of the school committee members, there is a school committee member who's a person of color, and he seemed to step in a bit. And so kind of a flurry of things happened and then, or a flurry of communication that hadn't really been happening. And then what happened is the uh, one of the people from, that was just on the email string, was like, hey, did you see this posting? Did you know? that they're hiring a director of diversity, equity and inclusion. I'm like, what? No one said anything about it. So it turns out that the three local towns that feed the middle and high school, which is its own district. So all four of these districts kind of collaborate at times. I guess together, they made a decision to add this position and it's posted on one of the town's HR websites. And like literally to start February 1st, of course that's not gonna happen, but there's been no announcement of it and the school committee didn't even know about it. So like the school committee member like had no idea. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we'll, um, we're gonna talk to the school committee member about it on January 25th, just tomorrow. Um, like out of the blue so i don't know if it was because of us or this who knows but tomorrow in theory the school administration is presenting to the school committee about a position that's already being posted for that's happening in collaboration with the other districts and last piece and i'll stop yapping is Jonna and I, and maybe some other people too, but we wrote uh, emails to be read as part of public comment, because that's how public comment works right now, at the beginning of this uh, school committee meeting. And my public comment was really just focused on the fact that you gotta have community participation in the hiring of this person. And it's got, and you have to be specifically including people of color in the process. Otherwise, what are you doing? So, um, yeah, that's the story. Sorry. That took a while
0: to get out. So I have a couple, maybe a couple follow-up things. One thing that I'm thinking about is that, role of the community at large and specifically voices of color seems right like that's obvious um, and because oftentimes those are folks who for various reasons are not welcomed into conversation but on as i heard about your story what's interesting is i heard you say that the letter from that alumni the the, yeah. the young man and maybe yep. some increased involvement by one of the committee members who is also a yep. person of color, like yep. maybe made a difference in this. And one of the things that yep. I'm like, it, that should, and that's good, but that keeps going back to me to like, does it really always take, require the the people who are most impacted to to be putting their voice out there in front in order to make change? Like, what if those things hadn't happened? Um, right. What's the role of, you know, you and Jana, right? As white members of the community, yep. you're obviously raising voices yeah. too, but if you, so it's good and important that those voices are there and probably should be given, um, you know, important weight in the conversation. But again, are we still waiting for, those folks to stick their neck out before anyone actually decides. Well, we better. I guess this matters. We should make change.
1: Yeah. Yep. And added on to that is the question of: Is this like the only school committee member that's interacted with us in any way? Is this one guy? And obviously, it's a group, the committee, right? but it's all white. And is it going to fall on him to kind of do all of this? Like, on the committee, like, is he going to have to push? And I, yeah, that's what's been coming up for me, too. Like, like, on the committee itself, what happens to his role and how does he handle that? I was just kind of empathizing or not. Or kind of sympathizing with him. And then I also am wondering about this position they're gonna hire in these districts that are all, you know, the administration is all white. I mean it is these are just really, really white districts in terms of staff and students. And so I I'm thinking to myself who is going to take this position? I'm echoing your concern, and I'm kind of wondering what's next uh, in this. And then I think then then brings up like, what is it? what can I do to help in this situation? Knowing, you know, be able to pretty easily predict the, kind of the reliance on the people the voices of people of color in this and and what can a white man do to kind of deflect that or get ahead of it what are we going to say
0: well i was going to ask with regards let me let's assume that you end up you know um, they they post this position they recruit well yeah. you have a, uh, a, a you know a group including community members that are really involved in the hiring and you hire the perfect person right let's assume that happens. right what yeah. is is that is that the change i mean is is creating a dei you know leader in the district um yeah is that the cornerstone to making change is that is that really do you think that is gonna result in um, is that the, is that the move to, to results in positive? Yeah. So
1: this is what I've been thinking. I, this, so I want st- to, I'm going to answer that and a little bit broader question as well about change. So, you know, we've been working on this kind of pushing on the district for many months, you know, basically since the murder of george floyd and um with very little traction and i did i I really have been peripheral to it whereas jonna has done most of it and what happened is in this past week or so when this when someone kind of randomly said hey did you know about this physician to me that was like okay, this is a point of leverage. This is something we can push on. This is very tangible and is an opportunity for very like specific decision-making and actions by the school district and so on. And so that's why I kind of pushed on it and I think already it's showing that there's some something there, like it's gotten attention in a different way. So I believe that the position and the person is an area of real leverage, but it's certainly not the the being done. It's just like a very the problem seems so kind of amorphous and over- and uh, intrinsic to everything that was happening at the school, where this, you can really put your finger on and say, first, what is the process to get this person hired? And making sure there's involvement. And then second, once a person's hired, really using that as leverage to point to change or to get change done with more and more expected as we go. What do you think about that? Feel free to challenge that No idea.
0: So I'm thinking of a couple schools or districts I know that have people in roles similar to this, all right? And uh, I'm thinking of a district that has a position, you know, basically an equity coordinator, it's called or something like that. But... The reason that person has been able to make, I think, positive change and have influence is that she is very much trusted by and and understood by and working hand-in-hand with the superintendent and other district leaders, right? And I'm thinking of another school that has a – a little bit different, but like a parent coordinator that's really engaging parents and stuff, and in that case – that person is again, trusted by and seen as an equal by the principal. So my concern in your situation is that if the people higher on the hierarchy ladder, whatever, um, if those people above the DEI coordinator that she or he reports to, all of that stuff, don't understand, aren't listening, or even hesitant, then it's gonna be just a much harder lift for that person. And oh, yeah. um, if not impossible. And I do wonder if this becomes, I'm trying to think what is the community's role in kind of having the back of that person. Right. That's um, right. Right. Within, within a school structure. Cause that could be a role, you know, you as a white man could have, you know, like right. advocating right. for the same things um, and partnering with and coordinating, you know, the committee, your, your group, could um, partner with and really coordinate with that person and therefore provide additional sort of leverage for for her, you know, for them to have.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, that kind of political capital cover and so on and support, I think definitely could be useful. Also, what it's bringing up for me is This is a complex situation because of the nature of the relationship between the four districts. So you have these three small towns that run K through six schools and then the separate district, which is called regional school district with the middle and high school. And the towns are not the same. They're similar and they're right next to each other, but they are not the same. And I wonder if there's more, I guess what I've heard very anecdotally in limited amounts through the grapevine is that at least one, if not both, of the other districts are more progressive, let's just use that term, than Rentham, than our district, and potentially more than the regional district. And so I wonder about this, like how do connect and support the other school districts that could leverage change into the regional school district. So I think there's that element here too. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, the way, just listening, the way way schools work in that situation (laughs) where you have all these different districts, each of which have their own committee. Each committee, each superintendent.
1: Yep. Yeah. Although so, the, there's like reps of those committees on the regional committee as well. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, so it, it's, it's, this is just, a, just the, the, the machinations of, of, you know, local control and what that looks like. To me, it, it gets into this idea of like, we want to have community input, and community control. All of those systems don't do that um they just create these convoluted layers of power but it's not making Uh it more responsive to the community in in, in, (laughs) any way so anyway that's why i think i I mean i I see it here in our own town with the basically uh dei organization that my wife uh helped create here and yeah really have you know without that without both some teachers getting together and saying we want change and then some community people getting together and then eventually all of them coming together, Our superintendent and school board, um, well, they wouldn't be where they are now in trying to more openly address some of this stuff. Um, They certainly would not have moved as fast. I don't know if they would have moved at all. And we're not necessarily totally thrilled with how fast things are moving here, but um, it takes... I think some stuff working from outside the system to help the people inside those buildings do a better job, so. Well, I think there's opportunity to
1: link up with school, school folks from the other districts if we can't find leverage initially in the high school, middle school district. Like, I, that's what might make this work is that now it's kind of the fact that there's a collaborative effort with that's pulled in the regional district might be a good lever. So what if we created a really cross, you know, cross-district community of action um, that included staff and parents, community members from all four, four districts? 'Cause everyone has stake in the game here. And uh yeah, I'm excited about the possibility of this. And I think and, it's po- and I do think it's possible.
0: And if you were creating that, look back up for a second, right? You're I'm I'm a yep. a Joe Schmo in the community, I haven't been paying attention. And you're coming in yeah. and you're saying, Look, we're creating a a group. Uh or in trying to um, you know, come together to discuss and maybe take action on stuff. And I ask yeah. you, wait, what are you trying to accomplish and why? Like what's yeah. the goal here?
1: That's a good question. And I guess one thing I would say, I'll a- try to answer that. But one thing I would say before that is, I think what I'd wanna try to establish first is a kind of, connecting with the people that are paying attention that have been thinking about this Mm -hmm. and pretty much are white, meaning like not relying on people that, you know, people of color that have had negative experiences and I let, let's, you know, we'll help you, but you know, what are you doing more? All right. White people that are paying attention and are concerned, what can we do together? Now, let's say we're talking to that group. And what would that group want to, like, what's the point Mm -hmm. of getting that group together? Um. So, there's a lot of layers to that. Because, to me, racial justice, it's really, I think... There's such a lack of what I would call social justice awareness at the school. And um, kind of like, I don't know, maybe we could say one way, this is, I know, this is a little bit of a cop out. You know, how do we work together to ensure that our Children, the children of the community, are becoming the people, developing into the people the world needs. Now, I know, I'm getting big arguments about what that might mean, but, you know, people that can have ideas and think critically, talk through those ideas, uh, you know, dialogue and debate to them. Um, and, you know, have, have the skill, kind of the, the knowledge, the skills, and the kind of social emotional aptitude to engage in this highly complex world, looking for social justice, which I just think, I know this sounds like kind of fluffy and big, but on the other hand, I feel like the way the school is currently designed and operates really just reinforces the status quo over and over and over. So anything that would begin addressing that conventional mindset, start getting like what is it we want kids to, to be doing? I'll just give an example. like. You know, I think I mentioned a while back, right, during the election, the principal of the high school emailed the whole school community the advice of not talking about the election until after Thanksgiving. This is like the antithesis of what we should be doing as an engaged community. And yeah, so anyway, I. I need help on this. What, what do you push back and help me think this through?
0: No, I. Um, so first of all, I think that approach to kind of you know let's let's first establish a coalition of the willing. Right? Who are the people yeah. that have, right. are having similar thoughts, um, feeling a similar urgency, and let's let's provide opportunities for them to uh, come together. And then I think probably what you really need to do is then. As you get a larger group of those people, you'll have to go through that conversation about why are we here and what right. we want together. Right. So you're right. gonna inform yep. each other, learn, and grow. And you're not gonna dictate yep. that. Neither's any other given person. Um, Good. I do think just yep. a side note, especially if you know groups like this form and kind of like who's sort of leading that, how are we coordinating? Like, I think a lot of times groups need someone to like, you know, say, let's meet at this time, and here's an agenda and right. all that. <laughs> You'll have to be careful about you know who goes into those roles. Maybe it's Jana, um, but yep. there's race and gender involved there. I think you're also going to have an interesting thing where you might have a committee, or a group, I, I keep calling it a committee, but you know whoever people are coming together, and you might have a couple people of color that join that, and you're going to have to be probably explicit about what are our dynamics within this group. Right. <laughs> um, like there's an the right. opportunity to explore that. So yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I think that every school in the country constantly needs to be asking ourselves, you know, what is it that we want kids to be doing, learning? What's, what's our mission? And hopefully the mission is not get kids into the best college they can get into, you know, right. um, which has been kind of, the unspoken mission of, of a lot of schools as well as other stuff, you know, get to graduation, uh, you know, have a balanced budget, whatever it is. Um, and so. Can I interrupt with a couple yeah. things real
1: quick? Just so one is John has already set up two zoom calls for anyone that wants to talk things through later in the week. So um, we'll see kind of who shows and how those go and we'll have some opportunity to really kind of practice what we preach here. Um, And the second is this idea of a mission, school's mission. Yep. And uh, way back in the beginning of this, we had been talking with, I think it was like the Democratic committee of one of the towns. That was kind of one way into talking with groups And in fact, and how to connect with others. And it was a small group. And that's kind of where some of this began. And they had really been, their singular focus was on the mission statement. They wanted to rewrite it for the high school, middle Uh school. And uh, I, we've gotten away from that, which I think is a good idea at this point. But I can imagine It'll go back to that. But that's like, but I also, I guess I just recognize, having been involved in mission statement writing and everything, that that can become like getting that done. It's, it's only useful if the process of doing it creates opportunities for growth and change and learning. Getting a new mission itself is not the point. It's gotta be about what happens along the way. Um, yeah, and I think maybe that's the way to look at this director of diversity, equity, and inclusion is the, getting the position isn't the point. The point is what's gonna happen now? How's it gonna happen? Who's gonna be involved? What are the priorities gonna be? And then once the person is hired, again, what's gonna happen? not just, oh, we have this now. Okay, we're good. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean, I have lots of thoughts about how, you know, those, those, I think it goes back to, if you want the, the what's gonna happen to have meaning behind developing a new mission statement or implementing a new position, one way to do that is to be, from your perspective, pushing on this idea of community input and community voices. If you're doing that, that's going to help those processes and going to and it will force a deeper conversation. And that also can be, you know, schools have to think about what is their internal community, you know, the students and the teachers and right, and right, that's right, right. From right. your perspective. But a lot of times this work, you put in a new position, and you know, that's the superintendent and the school committee and a few top-level administrators have sort of, you know, made that decision, that person comes in, or you write a mission statement, that's like the leadership team of the high school, the same old people that are running everything else. Right, right, right. Together. So if we think about community members, students, and teachers also being invited in new ways into those conversations, I think you necessarily start to move away from just the words on the page um, or the, the nature of
1: this new role into what are we going to do as a result of this? I think a couple things come up for me as you say that one is like who that's already in schools is part of this coalition of the willing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We don't really know
0: at least in the, in the middle and
1: high school, but they got to exist. Yes. And then, then I, we do know that there are some people I know, I don't know for sure who they are, But my sense is in the other towns, from just talking to some other parents, there's more understanding in those, maybe more people that are, I don't know, actually, I shouldn't speak about it. I don't know for sure if they, who they are and if they exist, but I assume they do. I think we need to assume they do and go find them. And then, um, and then also with the students, obviously, um, especially in the high school
0: now let me just ask about the timeline here as we as we move towards yeah. this call so wait am i correct yeah. that by this time next week if i'm hearing you right uh well john is having a couple zoom opportunities just to to hear from other people invite some people into the conversation the school committee well meeting, wait wait back is that up. True? school committee oh. is tomorrow okay and what's in that meeting supposedly your con- public comments will be read and they're and talking about
1: the, this role? Right. That is what is supposed to happen.
0: Okay. And then later... Then on Wednesday,
1: there are Zooms.
0: First of all, we need a cop. I got to see a copy of your public comments. Um, I want to see what you're saying. Oh, writing. yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe we'll figure out a way to link oh, that in. That,
1: wait. Uh, that is yeah. what I was going
0: to say. So in the public comment, I think
1: I tracked down an Albert Einstein quote. Which you'll probably tell me isn't
0: really it's from It's a real outside. quote, right. If, it, if the quote sounds <laughs> good, the person
1: didn't say it. That's good. <laughs> uh, but it was one of those things like, you know, you can't solve new problems with the old thinking, right? Like, mm-hmm. what, something to that effect, which is this exact point of like, come on, people. You can't have the same few people doing this work to change what they have spent, in some cases, decades, setting up. (laughs) Like, that's just obvious. (laughs) And that is what I think is a real leverage point, too, is, like, the not only does community voice need to be part of it, but from a very real perspective of change, the people that are most invested over the longest time in the status quo need to get out of the way and not try to control the process. And I think that's something that we could push on as well. And the main person working the process for the uh, regional school district is an assistant soup who was the principal of the middle school for many years, and um, the person that's the principal of the high school worked with her in the middle school for many years so there's like a team that really just has been around in this district maintaining status quo for a long time and they have had a lot of power anyway sorry for cutting you
0: off no that's so it yeah. seems to be another example of why we're having these conversations to be to be thinking through the kind of action we can actually take. And then a piece of it yep. that we should want to keep coming back to is like as we're examining our own identities, what's our role within each of these things? Right. 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 Um uh, so, well, can let me add
1: one more thing. I think that if it's not this coming weekend soon, we should get Jonna in on one of these calls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Joanna. Maybe both of them together, I think it would be really important and interesting and useful to get their voices in. Um, interestingly, as you were talking earlier, and I was just processing, I'm like, huh, so interesting. We got two white men, it's really their wives that are doing <laughs> the work. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's just something to note, pay attention to. Yeah, and not settle with,
0: you know. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that now I'm scared about bringing them in, but let's. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think it be really good. Let's, yeah, let's talk and think about when, when and how that makes sense. Maybe sooner than later, but um, so yeah. good luck. Good luck with this work this week. Um, a lot on the yep. table, and uh, I'm, I'm, yep. we'll be excited to. Hear how it goes. Um important you, you said, well while I'm while I'm at the mountain skiing, you're gonna be changing the right. world. So there that's you go. really that's, that's good. All right, <laughs> well, um, have a how good much, time how much further have you got now? How many more miles?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm already over four miles, so huh, less than ten to go. It's been great. Thank you.
0: Well, I appreciate the conversation. All right, well finish your run well, stay warm and uh, we'll talk soon. Yep. Okay, bye. thank you for listening to the 3 to 10 project episode 11 you can't have the same people changing the systems they spent decades setting up recorded january 24th 2021 thanks as always to random chiz for our theme music